All right, I'm back with the Black Women's Guide to Understanding the Black Man. We are on Chapter 9, Religion, and this is Part 2. Our religions give directives in their holy books regarding a way of life. Religions are a way of life, a way designated by a supreme being presented as divine revelations from his own mouth. Any discussion of religion involves comparison of the political positions involved. This is a very delicate topic because... Followers of certain religions find it extremely difficult to analyze it using contemporary examination techniques. It is considered taboo in most circles to bring up the subject of religion for debate purposes. It is difficult for the black man to accept that the religion of Christianity is not right for them because it was the one programmed into him doing slavery. And rules go against his very nature. The Christian God is very hard on the black man because it requires him to be too passive. This started with the slave master using the following biblical directives to control him. St. Matthew chapter 5 verses 3 through 11. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for there is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the, are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my name. St. Matthew goes on further to instruct in verses 39-42 in the same chapter. But I say unto you that you resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if any man will sue thee at the law and take away the coat, let him have thy cloak also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. Give to him that asketh thee, and from him that will borrow of thee, turn not thou away. Ye have heard that it had been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. And if introducing these warped instructions were not enough, the slave master went even further, so there will be no, so there will be doubt in what God wanted the slave to do. Romans chapter 12 verses 14, 17, 19 through 21. Bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, said the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirsts, give him drink. For in doing so, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Of course, there are many other verses, but these are the main ones used and still used today. All of the above verses cover every aspect of reaction the black man might turn to, to not only defend himself, but to stop working for or helping his master. His new religion locked him in. If his master ever got tired from beating him, he was taught to go get him a drink of water. If the master showed him hatred or disrespected his woman, he was taught to forgive him and pray for his salvation. 
Of course, this may be an oversimplification, but these verses explain how the black man developed such detective logic as to love and forgive others, and no matter what happens, accept them as their brother. They think they are obeying God. They think they are being godly and insistent on ignoring wrong treatment. This also led them to the both ridiculous and impossible position of saying, I love everybody. The Christian religion mainly forbade him from identifying his open enemy and functioning accordingly. He thought and continues to think that taking this position of passivity makes him closer to following the rules of God, thereby making him closer to God and more religious. The more he became involved in Christianity, the less business and political minded he became. He was thoroughly vaccinated with the idea that all he had to do was to love everybody, do good and pray, and God would answer automatically the rest of his needs. He has always been plagued with spirits, ghosts, spooks, and haunts in entities which might jump out unexpectedly and get him. A special boogeyman was created for him to frighten him in the dark. The boogeyman was some kind of friend was some kind of fin, a gal, a de- uh, a devil thing that even grew to use the they even grew to use the boogeyman to scare their own children into obedience. The point is the European who neither obeyed nor believed any of the mumbo-jumbo he taught to his slaves continued to his inequitable lifestyle to commit any kind of vicious or corrupt wickedness he desired, mostly against the black man. These practices of terrorizing the black man with the Bible and the boogeyman continues throughout the ages. He could still usually be brought into line by invoking the name of Jesus or some of his words. The Christian religion does not give the black man any justification from God to defend him himself, become self-sufficient, change his religion, or dislike people who offend him. They are very quick to respond no matter what happens. I don't hate anybody. His religious upbringing teaches him to pray for those who despitefully use him, etc. But if the perceived offender is black, he doesn't even think about prayer, love, or forgiveness. He reacts instinctively instinctively to fight, maybe even to kill. It is not right to psychologically prevent a man from discerning his enemies from his friends. No nation can survive in that way. The black man has had an indelible imprint of the face of God as being white branded into his brain. If only his own, if own his own, he tries to move from the position, he loses sight completely of what God's face looks like because he has not been given anything to replace the white image with. The faces he has been given have been rejected by him as either fake, unqualified, or unacceptable. Because of his low opinion of himself, he definitely can visualize God as being black He definitely can't visualize God as being black like him, especially since God, Jesus, has been presented to him as having great supernatural powers, being able to magic, to do magic and rise from the dead. The teachings to him about Jesus rising from the dead, even after rigor Marcus has set in and teachings that one day all the dead will rise and be judged by God, convince him to delay his gratifications in life. The promise may 
to him in the Bible descriptively assure him that there is a better life waiting for him after he dies. So his hopes are put on hold. The Bible is written in such a way that no matter what he wants to do in the way of freedom, there are instructions from God to do the contrary and mostly to wait, be patient and believe. So he is more apt to put in the hands of the Lord than to put in his own hands and do something about his condition. If the white man followed the same religious doctrines he taught and still teaches to the black man, there will be no America today because the Bible immobilizes a person who believes in his teachings. It promotes suffering as a thing to do identify with Jesus, and it promotes self-denial as a way to be closer to God. Christianity's early hold in Africa was in Egypt and Ethiopia. So far, <clears throat> the black man has not investigated any other areas to find out the religious practice in Africa before the white missionaries came in with their Christianity. Christianity is not necessarily a bad religious program if the white man himself practiced it more than Sunday rituals. The black man needs to be grounded in a connection to his maker makes religion more important to him. He is a spiritual being, become a preacher, being called by the Lord or receiving a divine calling in a dream is tantamount to black men as being con contacted personally by God. The black church has always been a place held in special regard to black people, a place to go once or twice a week to let some of the pressure off, to be in the presence of a group of people all calling on God at once and to be respectful. There are choirs, deacon boards, usher boards, executive committees, some school classes, recitals, prayer meetings, dinners, social functions, and fundraisers. Become a Becoming a preacher gives the black man an opportunity to serve God, interpret the Bible, express his leadership abilities, be in change of a group of people, be idolized, be revered, meet women, and be taken care of. His holiness in person, black men can preach. They can take one paragraph out of the Bible and build a whole issue around it. They can perform in the pulpit. They can prance around, pant, will, and do the hoochie-coochie on their podiums. They have a captive audience, which usually edges them on, and they get the word out. The churches run from services being conducted in an outdoor tent to the finest, most modern places of worship. These are crosses all over the place. There are crosses all over the place to remind them that Jesus was crucified on the cross and that the place is holy. There are many different kinds of religions believed and practiced by black men, but they all have a common thread. There are all various interpretations of the Holy Bible, which means that the principles of the faith are the same. All of them use Jesus or Mary as the focal figures. All of them involve going to heaven and Jesus rising from the dead. Okay, we are going to stop there. That is uh, page 41, the end of the first paragraph is where we ended at. So what did you take from that? Boy, there's a lot in this. I mean, she is packing this with a lot of um, information on the overall misguidance of the black man with religion. I like how she goes into the fact that we don't even search where this came from. Yeah, we could say Christianity is in Africa now, but they are American missionaries who are over in Africa spreading this teaching. And we just leave it at that. Oh, they all over the place. That's what the Bible say. Spread the word. The word will go all over. We don't go further into 
the fact that these people who are spreading this word, who had started these Christian missionaries, who gave it to uh, the slaves, if they ever followed what they even say, they wouldn't have never had an America. No. Now they say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we don't do that no more. Yeah, you still have slaves. You still are over the black man and terrorizing them to this day. We can go into um, throwing them in prisons when um, they ain't really, they didn't do nothing. You will do that. That is a form of slavery. Not they don't have the proper way to uh, defend themselves. They're get they're given a public defender. You know not, and so. You know, we can go on and on, but y'all do your research. Find out about this Christianity religion. And, you know, if it's done in, I'm I'm not saying it's all bad, but at least find out why uh, it is, why you learned it, how it got put on you as, as a religion. And um, you'll start to realize why it is not the religion that is the best religion for the black man and woman of America. Because why not do something and die? Because you're taught that after dying, you will be risen. I mean, you know what I mean? You'll, you'll, you'll go live with Jesus. So um, go into it. Research. All right.